Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. Say you want to lose five pounds, okay? Then do it. There's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose the five pounds. There is something when it becomes everything to you. Yes. What should become everything to you is what you are here to do. If you want to lose five pounds, great, go lose five pounds. Do a little something, cut back a little bit, lose five pounds. Decide to do it. But it can't be the thing you focus on. You have to be the thing you focus on. You have to be almost a little bit selfish, a little bit. Yeah, and we're not supposed to be. Women are supposed to be selfless Mm -hmm. and put everyone before them, or you feel... No, no, (laughs) no, no, no. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet you. Have some tequila and say... First of all, squats and margaritas is like the best name for a podcast. Thank you. I was always calculating calories and macros. And when I just calmed the F down, I found my physical ideal. Am I addicted to moderate drinking? You're very subtly admitting powerlessness and unmanageability. And I'm proud yeah. of you. That's beautiful. Did you struggle with actual eating disorders? Anorexia and bulimia. Um, wow. Thank you for saying for me, that. Katie Couric. Nothing screws up a kid more than having a parent on top of that kid all the time. Kenya Moore. Before I take a shower, I would always step on scale. And I saw my daughter starting to do that. Like, she doesn't know how to even read the numbers, but she saw me doing it. Actress Melissa Joan Hart. I remember the first time I was told I could be a movie star if I lost 10 pounds when I weighed 103. Pinky Cole. Were you high when you came up with the name? I was very high. (laughs) (laughs) This is Squats and Margaritas. This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's Kim Gravel. You know her from QVC. You know her beauty brand, Belle by Kim Gravel. Her show, Kim of Queens. She's built a $100 million empire and now has a new book, Collecting Confidence. Start where you are to become the person you were meant to be. I met her in Nashville. We were both on the same morning talk show and I straight stalked her and her team to the green room and shot my shot. Today, we're talking confidence. One thing she's confident about is her recent 30-pound weight loss, which she describes as the easiest thing she's ever done. We're getting into it. How do you collect confidence? How do you battle imposter syndrome? We both have the shared mission of helping women find their confidence, find their purpose, and step into a fulfilling life that you are not living yet. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode. And please consider leaving Squats and Margaritas a review on Apple Podcasts. Here is my episode with Kim Gravel. I mentioned in the intro that we met in Nashville. We were both on the same morning show and you did your segment. I was already mic'd and I'm like, I'm just going to need like one second. I promise I'll be right back. (laughs) And I straight stalked you to the green room and was like, I have a show. I would love for you to be on. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and we both live in Atlanta, but we met. In I know. I actually live 10 minutes from Sonoya, where Drop Dead Diva filmed. 
I was on Drop Dead Diva. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get into it. Um, you say we're all born with confidence, but life chips yep. away at it. It does. And if you remember back when you were a, a, a little little girl, and if people listening will remember back when they were young, you, you were fearless in a way. Yes. There's things that you would try and that you would do, and you weren't embarrassed to say this, or you weren't embarrassed to sing in your hairbrush. <laughs> you know, you weren't embarrassed to, you know, Tell your opinion. I mean, all the, and then what happens is, is that we get the slap on the hand and we get the make fun of and we get all of that and it chips away or we start looking at other people and it chips away at that God-given, innate, um, special, unique person that we are all created to be. Yes. And people make fun of me. They do because I'm a woman of faith. So, you know, I have okay. to, I, I, you know, I, I believe that God created everyone um, fearfully and wonderfully made, but we forget it and yes. we forget it. And, and then if we ever really knew it, we don't know the magnitude of it because yes. if we got down to the science of it all, it would blow our minds. What a miracle we are. Yes. And when you're describing that, I have a seven-year-old daughter, <laughs> she's in second grade does not care. I mean, I would just hear her singing and like, she doesn't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. And I hate that that's going to be taken away from her. And yeah, like, yeah. as much as I it struggled, a little bit. Yeah, I struggled and I, there was no social media. And so the comparing that these girls have to do now, I actually have a nonprofit foundation for teen girls that are struggling with body image and self-worth because yeah. nobody tells them that everyone is struggling because you don't want to say it because you want to act like you have it all together. So you think you're the only one. And it's women who have been through the body image, the eating disorders, coming back and sharing their stories like me too. And I came out on the other side and everybody feels the same way. And the girl that's bullying you is struggling more than anyone. And nobody tells them that this is, it's, it's a hard part of your life. Like they just need to know that. And you, when you step into your like late thirties, it was for me, the thing that you were trying to like dull about yourself to be just like everyone else is the thing you're going to love about yourself the most and just that message. And yeah, I just want that for my daughter and we have to model it. I also feel like we tell, we build up our daughters and we tell them they're so strong and beautiful. But if you're in the mirror, like, I got to lose five pounds or there's a big event coming up and you got to go on a diet because a thin you is the most worthy version of you. We don't think about that. We think about what we say to them, but she is watching you. And if you're not projecting confidence, she's that you're the model of what a woman should be. And I feel like women or moms miss that part because you're only talking to them, but you're not projecting confidence. Right. And, and this is the thing, like, can I just say, cause I'm real talk. So I, I, I am a rate on return. I'm an ROI um, person. So yeah. I, what I put in, I want to get the maximum out, right? So I'm that person and I think that way. Don't villainize the goals either. That, that we do that. It, okay. We're so extreme. It's either you're a size two or you're a size 22. There's mm -hmm. a lot of, there's a lot going on in between there. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, that's what we do. And that's the comparison, but, but hear me out. So say there's, there is a, say you want to lose five pounds, okay? Then do it. There's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose the five pounds. There is something that you need to, like you said, you need to check in when it becomes everything to you. Yes. What should become everything to you is what you are here to do. Your little daughter who's in second grade and my mother who's 76 have a lot in common. Because yeah. your little daughter doesn't even know to care about all that. Right. My mom has been through it and don't give a rip anymore. <laughs> 
If we can get to that place earlier on in our lives, yes, nothing can stop you. Success will chase you down. Weight loss will chase you down. Your man will chase you down. Your finances will be abundant and overflowing. <laughs> it is almost, I call it God's economy. I call it God's economy. It, it's it's upside down. What we think as people, let's, okay, all right, you want to make a lot of money. Okay, well, let me hoard. Let me cheat somebody. Let me steal. Let me hold on to it. Let me, let me, let me, mm -mm. how you get more money is you give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Yes. Okay. It, it, it's the opposite of what we're told. So, so if you want to lose five pounds, great, go lose five pounds, do a little something, cut back a little bit, lose five pounds, decide to do it, but it can't be the thing you focus on. You have to be the thing you focus on. You have to be almost a little bit selfish in this yeah. life, a little bit. Yeah. And we're not supposed to be, women are supposed to be selfless mm -hmm. and put everyone before them, or you feel no, shame. no, <laughs> right? no, no, no. <laughs> okay. When did you step into that? I am four, oh, almost God. 42 and I feel like I'm just now kind of, uh, just about, about 42. Okay. About 42. So this is, this is the thing society tells us as women, girl, that if we are not self-sacrificial, we are not, we are not serving. Yes. We're not yes. nurturing. Yes. But what happens is when you're self-sacrificial, you can't serve and nurture the way you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. You can't pour. We're, we, we're, there you go. That's how you say it right there. That's you just said it. <laughs> but this is how you say, but how do you fill that cup? That's, that's, that's up to, to you to decide, but fill it baby. Because I'm telling you, it's like putting your oxygen mask on before you help anybody else. Yes. It, it, we are living in a, a world of women who are exhausted and tired. I hear that all the time. I'm tired. Um, but have you ever done something that gives you pure joy and you have more energy? Yes. I have done. Okay. I have done things that physically wear me out, but I am rejuvenated because I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So you've got to find those things. And for some people, it is working out. For some people, it is you know, uh, cooking meals for people, for, for, for yourself, who knows what it is. I mean, whatever that thing is for you. And I call it a calling. Um, and, yes. and something's been ticking me off lately. I've been saying on to don't focus on your calling, but I'm like, you know what? <laughs> don't listen to that. Cause we're, because we're y'all, we're given this one life. We're giving one life. And as women, we're told that we just have to give our lives away, but that's a lie. And that's why a lot of women are tired and broke down because they are trying to be something. And, and, and just because you're taking care of yourself does not mean you're a bad mom. You're actually a really good mom because in parenting, your children will become what you are, not what you say and do. Yes. Kids got the BS meter on lock. They can, kids can <laughs> read it, baby. Especially your own children living in your own house. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's so true. Well, first of all, if you are questioning whether you're a good mom, you're a good mom. If you're even like worried about it, but I would get like doing this and I do speaking. And if I'm not yeah. with them or leaving and they're like, where are you going? Um, uh, mommy has to go speak at a, it's always like, I would try to like dumb it down. Like, but you're the most important no. thing. Well, Melissa Bernstein, uh, Melissa and Doug toy. Like she, it's like the toy brand. She did my show. And I was like, you have six kids. Like, how did you... 
And I said, there's a little boy right here. And I'm about to be like, hold on just to show him he's the most important. She's like, no, you show them that what you're doing, what mommy does is just as important. And she's like, you said you have a daughter. Don't you want her to find something that she is fulfilled by and you're showing her. So it was like such a reframe that I'd always want them to know that they're the most important thing. But the thing is, it's my own like mom shaming. He, if I was like, hold on, he'd be like, okay, go play with the dinosaur. He, it's not him. I feel like I'm doing, he doesn't feel like I'm a bad mom. It's me feeling like, oh my gosh, because society and Instagram, you see everybody else and like their kids are matching and they've got it all together and they don't have help. And so you feel like you have to do that, but it's like, no, like you, it took me a while to get, just be like, First of all, what am I even comparing myself to? Cause it's not even real. No one's going to put on. It's not real. Else. It's, not, it's real. not real is the first thing, but like the reframe that like you matter too. And they are not like upset with you. It's you that are feeling this guilt. They, they don't feel like you're not paying attention, but I'll carry that all day. Like I should have just stayed 30 more minutes with that. He's not even thinking about it. It's me. Like we do this to ourselves. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you this, like I'm, uh, we just sent our kids on their school trip for three days. They're both in high school, I have a ninth grader and a junior. Mm-hmm. I was so thrilled to get them up out of my face. <laughs> okay. And see, I used to say that, honest to God, I used to say, I used to not say things like that, but I, I, I said, truly, I'm not the only one who's ready for these people to get up out of my face. <laughs> right. And I they actually, I lost it last night because they hadn't packed. And he was like, well, I don't have to be there at 10, 15. I said, if you're not there at 8.50 to catch that bus to go on this school trip, I'm going to have a breakdown. <laughs> I mean, like it's so to answer your question, talk about what you just said. I am a bad mom at times and I'm OK with that. I know you're... because, you know, what? my my mom was a bad mom at times and she was one of the best moms on the planet. But see, I my would never dad, think that about you. So why am I holding oh myself? God, I'm to crazy. <laughs> but why oh, would girl, I hold I'm... myself to a standard that like you I'm like, you're a great. Mom. It's just you're hard on yourself. Right. But y'all, we're all, we're all human (laughs) beings. And I'm telling you, it was the best piece of parenting advice. My best friend, Amy, who's never had a child. And she's actually thanks Jesus for that every day. She says (laughs) that God did that for a reason. She says to me, she said, Kim, kids become, Kim's learned, kids learn from who you are, not what you say and do. So who you are as a person it's what they will, they, they'll be who they are as a person. If they say you genuinely being yourself, good, bad, and ugly. Okay. You know, I, I don't know what this perfectionism thing, I, I, and I took it on too. So, I mean, no judgment. I don't know why we take that on. I don't know if it's, it's just, I don't know that maybe I'd love to ask a psychologist that or someone who's researched that because we do as women, men don't do that as much no. as women do. No, they don't. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. They don't. Bless <laughs> right. their hearts. Men, men are just, they look, I, I live with three of them. So I was like, y'all got it made. I said last night, I said, y'all got it made. They're like, what? I said, uh-huh. Kim, I was not even going to get into this, but I, I'm in the middle of a divorce. And I know that oh. you are in your second marriage. But I think a lot of my struggle is because I feel from him that I, I don't know what to call him because we're not divorced. My ex, I guess, but he's we're not divorced yet. He is thinking that I'm not doing enough for the kids because if I go and travel, it's like it's it's reflecting what yeah. he thinks of me. And then I'll catch myself talking to somebody else and be like, well, I should be home with the kids. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, because he's getting in there and making me. So I have to be 
the best mom and not let anything drop there because I feel like I'm being judged and I'm held to a standard that I'm not hitting. There are no set rules right. to this thing as being, you know, you know, and maybe you've grown or, you know, I don't know your situation. When I, when I got divorced, I married him because I was a total 21 year old idiot. And everyone's <laughs> telling me not to, we did not, we were not aligned. We're not equally yoked in so many ways, yes. but like with my, with my husband, you know, my current, my husband, my current husband, I have another <laughs> one, my husband, that's not a bad, um, you know, we are in partnership together with our careers and what have you, but, but the, the, it's the expectations that we have on ourselves or that we take on that other people have of us. That's, that's where you got to do some soul searching and you've got to make some decisions. And, and I, I never advocate for divorce. I would never right. say that. I mean, and right. everybody's situation is different, right? But honestly, it's just between you and God and what you, what you have got to do in your life, which and, and part of your calling is being a mom right now, especially because you got two little ones, Yeah, but, but they, they're not going to be there forever. I, and not. I feel like I've never felt more aligned with what I'm doing. Like me coming out of the bulimia and the anorexia and just not having any self-worth to kind of what a message. What well, a now testimony. I help other women. And like, it's like, I'm doing mm -hmm. something that I know I am put on this earth to do. I came through it to do this. And like, I'm not saying I don't want to be a mom. Like, but oh, I no, no, no. You have to be oh. a mom. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You can do, you right. can do, women can do a lot. We yes. do a lot, a lot, a lot. And we go through our needy period as women where we all want a man. And then we are a partner. Then we go through our time where we, we are exhausted in that mom phase. And then we go to the time where, oh God, I don't know if I should say this. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now back to squats and margaritas. We're like, these men just don't know nothing. That's where I'm at. See, I don't know. Okay, that's where you're, so that's your 40. So in your fifties, you go through it and you'd be like, oh yeah, they don't know nothing. We know a lot. We, they think we're crazy in our forties. We're crazy and they don't know nothing in your forties. In your fifties, men start realizing, oh God, I, what, what happened if I ever lost her? See, that's what, that's like, my husband be like, I can't do this without you. Like he is at the point where like, what do you need, hon? Cause he knows, oh my gosh, if Kim left tomorrow, <laughs> this would all go to hell. Okay. 
So that's the 50s. So hang on, because it gets to a point where, as a woman, we are like a fine wine. Everything I wanna... you're saying is dead on, though. Okay, that makes me feel better. And I know that you're, mm-hmm. you're in a second marriage, so I thought you may be able to relate. I want to talk about entrepreneurship. You mm-hmm. said you were going to be on QVC, and you're on it. And yeah. you initially told them no? Someone had reached out to us that was a okay. manufacturer that manufactured clothing at QVC. And I wanted to be on so flipping bad. Yeah. I was in a bad business deal with an agent. Okay. Where if I would have gone and done this during this time period, I would have had to give them a portion of my, my business okay. forever. And so Amy said, you can't do this. You have to turn it down. Now, mm. when I tell you, when you start a brand on a powerhouse like QVC, it's very lucrative. So when I, what I was saying no to, I thought was a huge next step in my career that I've always wanted. Keep in mind, I had two young children about your age. Yeah. Uh, sitting at home, watching John and Kate plus eight and frying some pork chops. <laughs> and I knew, okay, I'm going to have to turn this down. And I will never forget my best friend said, and if it's for you, um, it will find its way back to you. And I'm like, okay, pie in the sky, Sunday school answer. I don't want to hear that. So I turned it down. And sure enough, two, almost not even two months after that contract had expired, the right manufacturer reached out. Yes. Out of the blue, weirdo thing happened. And I found myself in New York. So sometimes you've got to say no to the wrong opportunities. So the right ones come along. And that's what happens a lot. I tell people all the time, you know, if this is right, how, you know, something is not right for you is because you feel like something ain't right. Yeah. Got it. Yes. So you don't, you don't need to have a bunch of answers. They don't need to be fireworks. They don't need to be like a sign come by. If something is going, I don't know, then it's not right. Mm -hmm. Trust your gut. A maybe doesn't mean yes. A maybe means no. Ooh, I love that. And you said like when they basically they were like pitch what you have and you were like, I wasn't ready, but you say you're never ready. So anybody that's not pitching, it's like, don't wait till you're ready. Pitch. No, no, no. Don't wait till you're ready. Make sure it's with the right people. Okay. You got that. That's my whole situation. I didn't want to sacrifice my business for a long, long time financially paying somebody who doesn't contribute. I wasn't ready when I said, yes, either. Right. Right. But you said you're never going to be ready. You just have to pitch. You got to take your opportunity. Jump. It's imposter syndrome. You're like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not ready. Oh God, I still have imposter syndrome. I have it, I had it this morning. Let's talk yeah. about Steve Harvey. When you were on Steve Harvey's show and he called you the most confident woman in the world and you walked out. I'm never going, I am the biggest fraud on the planet. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And, and I think that we all feel that way to some degree. And I think when we're not being authentically who we are, we are a little bit of a fraud. Yes, that totally makes sense. And didn't you say yeah, so- like, Someone on Twitter was like, she doesn't seem confident. And you're like, you're right. <laughs> I'm not. Well, it, it, t- it ticked me off at first. At first it hurt me and it ticked me off. And then yeah. I was like, but you're so right. And so I said, dude, you're so right. I ain't oh. confident. Our, and uh, none of us are. Wow. But see that it's almost like, am I a good mom? Well, the, like you said, the fact that you're asking yourself, you're a good mom, you're a good mom. People who, who are not don't ask themselves those questions. So I'm like, am I confident? Can I help this girl? And the fact that I was sitting there going, can I help you? Tells me I can help her. A wise woman once said, true confidence is knowing who you are and why you're here and owning the insecurities and mistakes and being okay with it. That was you. 
Talk about confidence. Um, You just had a major weight loss that you call the easiest thing you've ever done. And after 20 years, 20 years, and then you do it in two and a half months. Yeah. 20 years plus. How in the hell? (laughs) Well, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's talk about like, because I'm in business. I'm entrepreneurial first. And then I love entertainment second. And when you saw me, I was at my heaviest. Okay. So when you saw me in Nashville, I was a size 14, almost a 16. Wow. So I was at my heaviest. Now keep in mind, I come from the pageant world, which is, you know, uh, yes. you know, I've, I've, I've never struggled with an eating disorder and in, in the way that we know eating disorders, I, I struggled with, you know, body image and the fact that, you know, I always wanted to look good and all that. I've always had confidence in who I am as a person, but I always, I'm just like every other person out there, every other woman, you know, we struggle with our physicality. I mean, that's just how it is. And you were on a stage. You were a former Miss Georgia. You were literally critiqued. Your body was like judged. (laughs) Absolutely. And, and, but, but I think all of us are on a stage, right? I think all of us women are on the stage of our lives and we feel like we're never enough as far as our physicality. So let's set that aside. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I think we all struggle with that. I don't think there's any woman on the planet really person, but we're going to dive into women um, that doesn't struggle with body image and her physicality. I mean, it wouldn't be a huge business if it wasn't the case. It would not be, come on now. It's a huge business. So from an entrepreneur, I get it. I get why the diet culture and the, and the workout culture and the beauty culture and all the creams and the Botox, I get why all that works. Cause I like it too. I'm into yeah. it. I'm into all of it. <laughs> right. I used to sit and talk about losing the same 40 pounds and, and just watch YouTube and TikTok and just watch other people do it and be so inspired, but not do it myself. Right. So that's the big thing. Why did it take me almost three decades? Seriously, I've been dealing with this since yeah. I was like 25. I know the answer. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Guys, I have found the magic. And who would I be to not share that magic with you, my loyal Squats and Margaritas listeners, if you are looking for a little extra something? Maybe you're going out with the girls tonight. Maybe you have a date with your husband. Maybe you have a big work event. Maybe you just want to look bomb while you're out on your daily walk. You need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift is a tightening clay that you just tap wherever you need it forehead, those little 11s between your eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes, my crow's feet. You tap it wherever you need it. You let it sit in four minutes and the results last for up to seven hours. Make Rejuvalift the first step in your beauty routine. Even before you put on makeup, I have tried it. I am obsessed. It is magic. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A-L-I-F-T-beauty.com and use promo code margaritas. 20% off, free shipping. You're welcome. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, back to squats and margaritas. You never decided. You didn't make the decision. That's it. That's it. It's that simple. And so I remember having this aha moment, girl, where I was, I journal a lot. And so I love it when we journal a lot but we never go back and read the journals. Do you know what right. I'm saying? Like it's, it's, those are the, those are the moments where you're like, that's when the real learning happens, right? The mm-hmm. journaling is this thing, you know, that you're purging. But when I started, I said, I'm just going to grab this and start flipping through it. Boop, boop, boop. I picked out from, from 2000. I picked out from 1991. I picked out from every, almost every single day, girl. I was writing the same thing about losing the same 30 something pounds for two decades, almost every freaking day. Yep. The Think struggle was that. what you were focused on. That struggle That's all to I was lose focused it. On. That's it. The struggle to lose it. And so it was the, in that moment I said, this is ridiculous. This is honestly, if someone just looked at this and just took my journals and started like reading each page that would say, this girl has a problem. It's a mental up. And which we all do have problems. But it was at that point, I was like, why am I letting this struggle become such an obsession with me? Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I just stopped. I stopped. I didn't work a plan. I mean, everybody gets mad at me when I said, they're like, Kim, tell us what you did. I just stopped eating about a fourth. I, I, I eat about a fourth of what I was eating. I just said, oh my God, I'm eating a Big Mac meal and the, and the milkshake. And I'm eating, I'm eating five, 6,000 calories a day. I mean, I seriously, there was some days I was eating 5,000 calories a day. I believe you. And I just was like, this is not, I'm just going to stop eating as much. I'm going to still eat the McDonald's if I want it. I'm just going to eat about a fourth of what I, and I just decided and girl in two and a half months, I was 37 pounds lighter, 37 unbelievable. Just a little history on me. I struggled with anorexia and bulimia and I wrote okay. a book. I, it was the struggle. It was all restriction deprivation. What I would pull up menus, going to a restaurant, like to see if there was something I could eat. And it was all calculating. And when I just calmed the F down and was intuitive with my body, like I say the same thing. I truly eat what I want now, but I check in. And when you have that mindset that nothing is off limits, there's no reason to binge. There's no, like, I just got rid of all the rules. Like I, I, I can have <laughs> wine open in my fridge and not be like, I have to finish it because tomorrow's not a drinking day. Like I had all these, like, now I know once your body just trusts that you're going to fuel it when you're hungry and you're going to stop eating when you're satisfied, 
it just kind of goes to a set point that you are able to maintain easily. And I know people call bullshit on that, but it is easy. It's not. It's not. It's not. I'm so glad you're saying it too. Because people are like, what do you eat now? And I'm like, I don't want to show you because it's not like the healthiest thing. But once you decide and you're intuitive and you just check in and you're mindful, nothing has to be off limits. And it makes it easier. There's no reason to binge. And it's just an easier lifestyle. And I achieve my physical ideal by just taking care of my body and enjoying my life when all I wanted was this physical ideal that I never saw when I live with deprivation and restriction. And the only goal was the weight loss. I found it taking care of myself and enjoying life. Truly. See, see, we were the total opposite, but the same outcome. We were the total opposite. I ate my emotions. I loved food. I loved food, not in just to fill an emotional void. I love to eat for social reasons. I love to celebrate with food. Yeah, yeah. I got depressed. I ate. This <laughs> is the whole thing. And, and there was nothing wrong with that. See, that's what I'm trying to say. There was nothing wrong with me wanting to celebrate with my family with a great meal. It was how much I was in taking in because I worshipped the struggle. There yes. was something about the struggle that gave me something. And so when I looked back and realized, oh, I was, I'm worshiping, you know, I'm putting all my emphasis on trying to lose this 30 something pounds. I shouldn't be giving that all of my attention. I should be giving my heart, my soul, my mind, my, my well-being, my attention and the body will follow. Yes. It's like manifesting. You started living as you had already lost the weight. I love you. You get me. (laughs) I know. I love this message though, because it, it doesn't have to be that hard. It's not. It was the easiest thing I've ever done. Like, right. Two and a half months because it's manifesting. It's like living as if you already did it. And let me, let me tell you something. Today we had a little bit of a photo shoot and my BFF, Amy, who's also lost 80 something pounds. Um, and she decided her whole weight loss decided, she's like, you know, I want to be in the best shape of my life. That was her thing in her 50s. She's like, I'm doing it. And she did it. Like in six months, she did it. Yes. But this is the thing. Um, I was doing I was doing uh, some pictures this morning. And Amy goes, you've got to quit losing weight. And right. I'm sitting here. I said, I'm not trying to lose weight. Right. <laughs> yes. Because I've lost another 10 pounds. I'm not even trying. I, I went through McDonald's this morning and had a McMuffin, egg McMuffin. But I just, I didn't have everything else I would go right. I'm telling y'all, it's it's more mental than it is the calories in and calories out. It's more the love that you give yourself mentally. I wrote down something. You said the grind of the hard work is what's keeping you in chains. It's not that hard. Like, do you miss that kind of point that like you said you were getting something out of it? Do you feel like something's missing now that you're like, it's just easy. Yeah. You do. I have a lot more time. I'm bored to death. <laughs> I'm having to fill my time with other things. I mean, because that's all I used to think about. My mind, my mind space was taken up with 30 pounds. I got to lose 30 pounds. I got to lose 30 pounds. How am I going to lose 30 pounds? Am I going to lose 30 I mean, I can't tell you the narrative. It oh, you scary. can. People would say, okay, you get it. And everybody <laughs> listening gets it too. They get yes. it. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you say decisions decide destiny. There is no action without decision. Once you made that decision, your body followed. It's like followed. you made- It did. And it sounds like almost not right, especially for people that have struggled for so long. But that is what you're saying because you're struggling. That's what's missing. Like it can't be about that. I struggled very, very much. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) this is embarrassing, but 
Sports Illustrated swimsuit has an open casting and anyone can, can, uh, submit. And I was like, I saw it a couple of times. And I was like, the fact that I was considering it at 41 after having two kids that I, I finally, it. I did it. I submitted. And I, the thing is like, I, I really felt like with my message and like showing that you can come out on the other side and love yourself that I was going to, I truly believed I was going to get it. I didn't get it. And the day that it came out, my first reaction came was like, oh my God, I'm so glad nobody knows that I submitted. They'd be like, who, who the hell do you think you are? You're not a, mo- you're not a model. You're a mom. You're in your forties. But then I ended up sharing that I submitted because I was like, I didn't win. But the fact that I have enough confidence now, I feel yeah. like I belong in sports illustrated swimsuit. And I got here after hating my body and hating who I was for 20 years. That's the win. Like you can get to a point where you're confident enough to submit. And that is why I shared it. No, I didn't win. But like the fact that I have enough confidence to feel like I belong there, you can come out of the mess. And if I can come out of the mess, anyone can come out of the mess. Anybody can. So I shared it. I was like, in my twenties and thirties, there's no way in hell I would ever have submitted. Like I had no confidence, but you can you can collect it if you, if you will, and yeah. get to a point where you do love who you are and you're confident enough and secure in yourself to do something like that. See, the beautiful thing about you doing that is you even sharing that story empowers other people to step yeah. out and do what they want to do. And y'all, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. We're not here to make a big paycheck and look cute on Instagram. <laughs> do that. Feel free to do that. And listen, I will use a little touch up here and there anytime I can get one. Okay. (laughs) But this is the thing we're here to be, I hate to sound corny, but be a blessing to other people. Our overflow is what blesses. Not the self, not the self-sacrificial. That's not humility. That that's not being humble. That's not being a servant's heart. A servant's heart is I've been given so much that I want you to have some too. I love it. Yes. And see, that's a mentality. You'll get to the point where when people are negative, not you, I'm talking about everybody listening. Mm-hmm. There'll come a time if you practice this kind of God's economy, give and it shall be given unto you, press down, shaking together and over. There'll be a time where you enemies, haters, negativity comes at you. And not only do you shake it off, but you bless them. That's what he's talking about when he's saying, turn the other cheek. Mm -hmm. Like when people come at me in in a negative, hateful way, it's not really about me. It's about them. And so I just say, yeah, but you're so beautiful. You're so fantastic. I know you don't get me and that's fine, but what about you? And it it never ceases to amaze me how, how that has, has not everybody is nice and says, Oh, Kim, I love you now. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying (laughs) what I get from it is is the overflow blessings pressed down, shaking together, run over. So when you can get to a point where you just shake that off and do it anyway, that's one step one. Step two is when you when it happens to you, you take that and, and use it as a message. That's where you that's that's where it gets to another level. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Let's talk about the book. You say it's not a self-help book. No. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now back to Squats and Margaritas. Who is this book for? People who want to change their, shift their perspective and the way they're thinking about themselves. Yes. Their stories. Everybody's got stories. See, I've got my stories and I tell my stories how, how I grew up in my faith and in my confidence throughout my life. Everybody has those stories. I, I really strongly encourage everyone to write their stories down. Yes. And you release the shame. That's what my book is about. I it's so good. I told that I told my story. I was like, I used to throw up my food. I was anorexic. I wouldn't eat carrots. Like, cause it was a starchy vegetable, like all these shameful, embarrassing things that I never thought I was going to share. Once I shared it and released the shame, it's like, you're lighter and you open yourself up to what you're supposed to do with your life. And it, while you're still carrying shame about something, doesn't matter if it's not happening anymore. If you want a hint, it is whatever you are thinking of right now that you are still mm. carrying. It doesn't matter if it's, you're not doing it. I wasn't doing those behaviors, but I still had this on my back, like this shameful thing. And I said it and I shared it. Everything opened up to me came after I wrote that book. Now I have a show. Now I have a foundation. Now I have a platform to help other women. And now that struggle was not in vain. I found purpose through that pain. So whatever right. you've been through, there's someone That's else right. still in it. So you can find purpose by just sharing what you've been through and bringing the next woman out of it. And just kind of, it elevates you like that shameful thing is like your superpower. It's hard to share it, but once you do and you release the shame, it's like, like there's nothing on me anymore. Like I, I can just, right. you're free. I'm free. <laughs> you're free. And this is the thing too. Shame socially ostracizes you. Shame yes. is a dark secret that you think you only shame is very isolating. And that's what I say. The enemy tries to do. He tries to get us not connecting. If he can get us not connect, if he can get us arguing, that's one thing. Okay. Yes. But even in arguments, if you find someone you you don't like and you argue with, that's you know that's why I say, there's still something there. Yeah, they there's still, still like a passion behind it or there's something. Still, some, it's still. Yeah, it's not it, indifference. It, it's not indifference. Right. It can get you isolated and yes. not connecting with people. Yes, that is what is dangerous. Totally, because you feel alone, and then you start you, you go down that that rabbit hole of of self loathing. Yes. And you, and, and, and I don't, I, why am I here? I, I'm telling you, everything boils down to that one question. Why am I here? Yes. Oh my and God. we feel that we feel that with, I'm here to be a mom. I'm here to be, you know, helpful or kind. And, and yes, we are all those things, but that's not really your, why you're here. Yes. That's the things you do. Yes. Okay. And, and but what you've been telling yourself that you do it, you say, change the narrative and disrupt the default mode of how you've been thinking. You have to stop. Everybody has the look, same narrative. Like you said, different. the same story. You have to kind of, like you said, with the weight loss, just make the decision, change the narrative and 
I just, I think this book is, it's for anyone that is maybe feeling like there's more, but it's like, you're a mom and you're like, I don't, I'm just a mom, like how I used to be, but you feel a little itchy or unsettled. There is more. You just have to step into it and you have to, like I said, release the shame of what you're holding on to. And then even like ask for guidance. Like I would, I feel like it was like questioning God, if I'm like, send me a sign, but it's like, ask for guidance and you will get it. And it has happened to me so many times that it's like blown my mind. So if you feel like there's more, put yourself out into the world authentically as you are this show, like I was on Instagram live during the pandemic, Kim, like what in the hell am I supposed to do with a two and a four-year-old when the schools are closed and the playgrounds are closed. And I was just being my authentic self. I would have other moms come on and be like, what are we doing? Like people would be like scavenger hunt, have them find a stop sign and a pine cone. I'm like, yes. So I made a little talk show and like every week I would be like, pour a cocktail. We're going to talk about momming in a pandemic. No other ulterior motive. That was just what I was doing. You're just doing you. I was just doing me and a program director in Washington, DC at the biggest radio station was watching me every week. And she called and gave me a show. And it wasn't, it wasn't an audition. Like I, I wasn't trying to get a show. It was not even, it found it, you. It, it found fell you. in my lap when I was just yeah. being me. So it's like, put yourself out into the world authentically and organically as you are. And what is for you will fall in your lap. Like I promise you, you're just, you just have to put yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, I love that you're saying this because it's just proving my point. Yes. This, this is the thing we think we've got to be equipped, cute enough, uh, cleaned up brushed up, smart enough, educated enough. We don't. God needs a willing vessel. Now, what I tell people too is quit trying to chase the opportunity and prepare for the opportunity instead. Yes. So what's happening is everybody's focusing on, my kids are in sports, everything's D1, sports, this and this and this. I'm like, quit talking about playing and go prepare to play. And that's what I'm trying to say to y'all. Quit chasing, quit thinking, quit dreaming about the outcome, the opportunity that's going to come your way and dream about how you're going to look when it does, how you're going to feel and what you're going to say and your content and your, and everything, get into you and prepare you for what's coming. I wish somebody would have told me that about being a mother. Yes. This has been everything that I could have hoped it would be. <laughs> oh, I love it. We got to do You got to come on my podcast now. You gotta I would love to, to come on your podcast. We're going to do it. We're doing and it. And I would love to see you maybe sometime because we're around Atlanta. If anybody wants more, uh, the book is Collecting Confidence. It's wherever books are sold. But you have like courses and things on your Instagram, just little yeah. like workshops. Can you talk about where else people can find you? Absolutely. Go to KimGravel.com. There's everything you need to know. We just released a confidence course. It's a seven-week course that just walks you through some some very practical steps. There's also in week three, we really drill down to what your personal calling is. I love this, that week, because it really is, <laughs> everything is about you. It's not about me telling you what to do. It's about us, me and my team guiding you to the places that you've already been. Yes. And you're remembering again, why you are here on this planet. It's, 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 it's my favorite week, week three, you're finding your calling. Go check it out. If you're interested, we'd love to have you. Yes. And your Instagram is so fabulous. I love that I connected with you and I'm so grateful that I stalked you to the green room in Nashville. I am too. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.